Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 816. Here's the reality of the way this business works. Don't pretend you know something you don't know. Ask for help and everybody will bend over backwards to help you and you can learn as you go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Todd Mezzaro. Hey, Todd, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. And Sometimes the buckling up is the most important part because it allows you to have fun in a safe manner, right, Mark? (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely important for sure, especially for those kids out there listening. I even see some adults sometimes driving around without seatbelts on. I just shake my head. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but we will definitely have some safe fun today. Todd Mesereau is the owner of Robot Body Inc. He's worked on many top television programs throughout his career, and it all started when he was asked to film Phil Hill driving a Ferrari 330 TRI LM for RM Auctions. He was on Monster Garage for the last 54 of their 86 episodes. He produced the Lost Pilot Show of Top Gear that was hosted by Adam Carolla. He worked on Overhaulin', The Ultimate Car Build-Off, Mythbusters, Joe Rogan. Questions, Everything, and Richard Hammond's Crash Course. He's been about everywhere. Today, he talks about cars on the Los Angeles NPR member station, KCRW. Todd is the executive producer of Season 14 of the Velocity Discovery International hit series, Wheeler Dealer. In fact, he's filming today as we talk with past Cars Yacht guest, Mike Brewer. He must be a fun guy to hang out with. Todd is also a contributing writer on the Review Garage website, where they rate the best and worst in cars, trucks, motorcycles, tools, and accessories. So, Todd, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment share a little bit more about your business and of course your passion for automobiles sure mark well one of the one of the fun things about our culture these days is there's so many opportunities to do different things uh, and follow your passion and cars are something I've always loved and uh, and I've maintained that it's probably the single most important invention of the modern era in terms of the impact it's had on everything in the world if you think about what the automobile has done, uh, it's reshaped our entire planet with roads, with the oil industry, with technology. And the thing that's driving artificial intelligence these days, and that was an inadvertent use of the word driving, but <laughs> it, it's appropriate. I like it. Uh, is uh, automated, uh, you know, is self-driving cars. So there's more money being spent exploring artificial intelligence by the car industry probably than any other industry out there. So there's just something about cars that is endlessly fascinating and endlessly relatable and uh, provides opportunity for storytelling. Oh, absolutely. And it's exactly what we do here on Cars Yeah. And I'll let our listeners know that Todd and I met, I think it was a year or so ago during Car Week in Monterey at one of the events there. I think it was the Concorso Italiano. It was, exactly. Good memory. It was great to meet you face-to-face. A lot of my guests I don't have or I've never met them face to face or eventually I hopefully will meet everybody but it was nice to have met you beforehand and as we continue on your journey I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or maybe it's a mantra something that you live by or work by it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so Todd take the wheel 
play hard, have fun. <laughs> End of conversation. Boom. That's it. <laughs> yes. I sort of adopted that one when I was coaching kids, first my son's soccer team and then my daughter's soccer team. And that was that was our team motto because um, those are two important things. You know, you have to try hard and you should always have fun. How are you incorporated that into what you do? Because you've done a lot of different things. You've been involved in a lot of different things as well. All these shows that you do, the writing that you do, the fun you're having today with Wheeler Dealer. So how have you incorporated that philosophy into what you do every day? You have to try hard in order to create those opportunities. Uh, and the, the impetus is curiosity. And all these opportunities that come my way are a result of the trying hard and Maybe one of the reasons why some of them work and are successful is because I'm having fun while I'm doing it. Yeah. I think there's something that you can't quantify, but that audiences understand. When people are making a show like Wheeler Dealers and they're having fun doing it, then I think there's a greater opportunity, there's a greater chance that the people watching it will have fun watching it. Yes. Um, comes through. nobody likes, yeah, somehow it just, it comes through. So that's how I've try to incorporate that philosophy as simple as it is to uh, the rest of what I do. Well, it's great, too, that it started back when you're coaching kids because, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just so important to be a mentor and instill that philosophy into what they're doing. Sometimes kids with sports, they take them so seriously, they're not having fun. They forget this is about enjoyment, too. There's a lot of lessons. You got to have fun with it. So uh, very nice. I like that. Well, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized that you were going to be one of us car guys? <laughs> Um, well, probably the pivotal moment was getting my learner's permit because, you know, prior to that, uh, growing up in the suburbs outside of Washington, D.C., there was uh, a great distance between houses. It was, it was still a lot of farmland. And if I wanted to go anywhere, I either had to ask my mom for a ride or I had to get on my bicycle. Mm -hmm. So we bicycled everywhere and that was great, but there's only so far you can go on a bicycle. You know, and even even in those days, we would do a, a century. You know, we'd ride 100 miles in a day. But, you know, then you're spending the whole day riding, which is great. But, you know, you could cover the same distance in a car in a whole lot less time. And then you have a lot of time to do something when you get there. Right. So the day I got my learner's permit, I drove everywhere. Cause my mom didn't like to drive that much. So she was happy for me to drive. And just that the sense of freedom that a car provides instilled in me, I guess, at that early age, uh, a lifelong love of the car as an object and as something that uh, allowed for this great degree of freedom. Well, and especially when you live in a rural area where it takes a while to get to your friend's house or to a party or a dance or school or wherever it might be. Yeah, that's got to be a, a really freedom feeling that you got when you jumped in that car as a kid. Exactly. Very nice. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You've worked on a lot of different things. You've done a lot of different things. So that means your career has been probably fraught with a lot of ups and downs, some highlights, some lowlights, some challenges, some successes. So take us to a huge challenge. Take us to maybe even a big failure that you faced along the way. But of course, the most important part of these lessons is what they teach us and how we come out on the other side. So kind of walk us through one of those experiences you've had. Well, probably the... 
the one that's like w- was a huge success and a, and a massive failure and disappointment at the same time was the Top Gear pilot. Mm. This was in 2007. I had done Monster Garage and I'd done Mythbusters. No, I don't think I'd. No, I hadn't done Mythbusters yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You reach a certain age and the, the years all <laughs> meld together. I Mark, understand. But, I'm there too. <laughs> but but uh, there was a moment when Andy Willman, who created the original Top Gear, they were expanding into other markets and they were they came to America. And so they were looking for somebody to, to run, to create uh, with them, with Andy, the pilot for the uh, for NBC. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be, it was the biggest budget I've ever had for a car show. And we took a long time finding the right people and figuring out what we were going to do. And over the course of nine months, we, we made a pilot. Adam Carolla was the main host. Tanner Faust was on the show. And Eric Stromer, who came from sort of the home improvement world, mm-hmm. they were the three guys on the show. And um, they were the three hosts. And so we made an amazing pilot. And it was, we had so much fun. And we did some crazy things like we bungeed cars off of a bridge. Uh, We pushed a car out of an airplane to explain who the Stig was and where he came from. And at the end of that, Andy Willman said to me, you've done it. You you created uh, an American version of Top Gear. It's not a copy. It's not a clone. It's Top Gear done uh, American. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was thrilled. It was the nicest compliment I'd ever received from anybody. And I thought, great, I'm going to have a primetime network television car show. Yeah. Something that America's never had and still doesn't have and deserves and maybe will never have. But um, I'm, st- I'm still, I still have some shows I'm trying to see through to that, that larger audience. But at any rate, 2008, we finished uh, around August, September. The economy collapsed. Oh yes, it looked like it looked like all three American car makers were going to go bankrupt, and uh, and the people at NBC said, "Well, maybe this isn't the right time for a oh yeah, oh god, primetime car show." So the pilot, even though deemed a success by Andy Willman, who you know created the most popular show in the history of television, um, and is probably the top guy in creating uh, automotive media, despite him deeming it a success, the show did not go to series. So that was sort of the uh, the best and the worst all in one. I can't even imagine. I've seen the show. It's awesome. You shared it with me a while back. I'm sure a lot of people by now have seen it. And I can't imagine the frustration that came out of that because as a result of something that you had no control over. In fact, so many of my guests have had a huge blow that happened during that time when the recession hit. So what was your takeaway? Was there a positive takeaway at all out of that experience that helped you move forward? Well, you know, it was amazing to make the show and it was amazing to have it succeed in in, uh, Andy Willman's eyes. Mm -hmm. And there's sort of a recognition that uh, the universe is random, whether we want it to be or not. And there's only so much we can control. And so I sort of tried to adopt that Zen attitude of, Mm -hmm. you know, you do all you can do and that's all you can do. And you don't stop until you get your result. So in that case, the result didn't happen, um, the desired result of a network primetime show, uh, but I'm still chasing it. And what I took away from it was 
a lot of great experiences and knowledge and, and the realization that there's only so much you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, congratulations on what you did create, you guys created, because it was fantastic and great attitude to come away from because that could really wipe somebody out from a career standpoint going, man, I had that chance and it just evaporated before my eyes and I didn't do anything wrong, darn it. But uh, great attitude to have. And you've obviously gone on forward and been successful. So let's talk about the other end of the spectrum. I'd like to talk about an aha moment in your career. And it sounds like you've had a few of those, but is there one that really stands out for you? No, because they, they sort of, they all, they're, they're, they accumulate there wasn't one uh, epiphany. There wasn't one light bulb moment where I went, oh, now I understand it. <laughs> it's a slow accumulation of bits of knowledge and experience along the way. And I try not to pretend to know what I don't know. I had an internship at Metro Media. It was Channel 5 in Washington, D.C. I interned for Maury Povich. It's my first exposure to television. And Maury was great. These were the days when he was doing news and, uh, and had a daily talk show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one day we would have Steven Spielberg, because it was a summer of Jaws, as a guest. The next day it was the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. It was a really interesting time in the late 70s. And it sort of sparked my love of television in general and storytelling. And I asked one of the old guys at the station, and I said, should I transfer to a communications college? And he said, no, so learn something about the world. And he said, here's the reality of the way this business works. Don't pretend you know something you don't know. Ask for help, and everybody will bend over backwards to help you, and you can learn as you go. So the minute you pretend to know something that you don't know, you're just going to get yourself in a world of trouble. And so that's sort of been a guiding principle all along. And that was, you know, maybe that was an epiphany, but it was more just me listening and uh, realizing the guy was right. And it's, it's worked ever since. Yep. It's that old saying is why uh, we were given two ears and one mouth. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> That's funny, Mark. I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Listen and learn. Nice takeaway from that experience. Well, you talked about a very proud moment and indeed it was for the Top Gear show you created. But is there a proudest career moment that stands out for you that has a lot of meaning? Uh, no. There, you know, there's a lot. there's a lot of... Okay, there's, I guess, there's too many no's to these questions here, Todd. <laughs> well, because there's, there's a lot of moments and it's, yeah. you know, it's like uh, picking a best picture at, at the Oscars. That seems unfair. There's right. a bunch of best pictures. Right. So, you know, there was one proud moment on Mythbusters because I, I ran that for almost a year. And after a break, Adam came up to me when we were back from our week off and he said, this is the first time I've been this excited to come back to work. Oh, wow. And he said, thank you. And so that, that was a proud moment. It was nice to have some acknowledgement. It was nice that he sort of appreciated the positive work environment that I'd created and, right. and that we were getting the show done. We were having fun and he was really looking forward to coming back. So I guess that's one one proud moment. Oh, most definite. When the people you work around give you an accolade like that, it means the world. It means the world because lots yeah. of times we just go um, neglected, if you will. Everybody's kind of doing their job and you don't hear from anybody. No pats on the back, no kind comments. You kind of wonder, well, what's everybody thinking? So very nice of Adam to do that. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. I'd love to hear about your first really special car, that first car that you got that you kind of went, man, finally I got this thing. And tell us about a memory you have about that vehicle. The first 
really cool car I bought was a 1972 BMW 2002. Ooh. Wasn't the TII, but you know, it had Weber carburetor and uh, it had a hand crank sunroof. And, and I had, I had never driven a small sports car like that or never, never owned a small sort of sporty kind of car like that. And it was a, a manual transmission, which I still love to this day. And that car was just a fun car. And it was the first car that I was ever, that I ever did any work on. You know, I could, I could change the spark plugs. I could set the gap. I could change the distributor cap. I could change the oil. You know, I could do a bunch of the basics that I'd never done before on a car. And it was really just sort of fun and, uh, and nice to have a little bit of the, of the self-reliance and understand how the engine works and how to make it a little better. That thing was just the, most fun car. I oh, love yeah. that car. They're really cool. I love them too. I have several friends that own those cars. A local friend of mine here, Douglas, has one that's so cool. And back when I was doing a lot of BMW track days at Pacific Raceway, he would bring that car out. I'd bring my, I had an E36 M3 at the time and a Porsche 911. We'd come out and kind of run around the track with uh, the club and, ah, fun cars. He let me drive it one time. I really, really liked it. It, it was a different experience than what I thought it would be. And I've always kind of had a, a love for those cars in the corner of my, my mind that I'd like to have one someday. So, ah, very nice. Well, how about Sellers Remorse? Is there a car you've owned that you have let go that you wish you had back in your garage? No. Another no. <laughs> this is a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you sort of want them all. Like, it, it's sort of like so, like a lot of things in your life. You you wish you had the ability to hold on to everything. Yes. Um, and then my garage might look like Jay Leno's, but <laughs> yeah, it would probably never look like Jay Leno's because there's so many amazing cars in his garage. Oh my but, gosh, yeah. I mean, you know, when I moved to California, I bought um, I bought a 1971 Alfa Romeo GTV, Ooh. and and I thought before that, I thought, well, the BMW is the best version. <laughs> of a, you know, a two door sort of sporty car. Mm-hmm. And then I had that alpha and I went, Oh, as much as I love that BMW, this alpha is better. And that car was amazing to drive. Um, again, you know, manual transmission didn't have the thing it was missing. And I think they only made these in 1974. There are a few factory hand crank sunroof additions. Oh, and those, those things have gone way up in price. When we met at Concorso Italiano, I was looking for one of those and there was not one there with all of those alphas. Uh, but I have seen one before. But that was the only thing the BMW 2002 had over the Alpha GTV because that those alphas, they look like mini Ferraris to me, little ones. They drive so wonderfully. So that's one I'd love, you know, maybe I'd love to have that one back. But it's sort of, there's a scene in, um, it's a, um, some old movie maybe it's a it's a mad mad world or the great race and there's two guys in a car and it's an italian convertible and they're the one guy takes the rear view mirror and he rips it off and he throws it behind him and he goes what'd you do that for he goes oh we don't need to that we're only looking a forward <laughs> yes so, so i sort of take that attitude about the cars as much as i like all the cars that i've had right i haven't had that many cars so i'd rather have something new mm-hmm and it's sort of like restaurants, you know, do you want to go to the same place all the time, which is tried and true and great. And they know you, you know them, or do you want to try someplace new? Right. And with cars, my mindset is like, let's try something new. Right. Well, there is another saying, it's why the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror, because you should always be looking ahead. 
So that's uh, good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there you go. There's another one for you. I love the GTV. There's a great <laughs> one for sale right now on Bring a Trailer. Beautiful yeah. ochre colored one that I just uh, I was looking at it this morning, going, oh man. Randy's been a guest. Randy Nonnerberg, who runs that site, has been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, and I always tease him. I say, man, you know, every morning you send me all this stuff that I want to buy, and I can't afford them all. It just makes me crazy. So stop it. But uh, yeah, that website is a great website. They've done an amazing job. I've been following them for years, and yeah. now they have like what do they have? Sixty cars for sale. Yeah, they they have always options. have a yeah. They always have a good GTV for sale. Yeah, it seems like there's it. Yeah. Certain cars that are staples, <laughs> like yeah. a lot of BMWs. There's always a Jeep Wagoneer. You know, there's always a, a, a GTV. I mean, which is great. It's uh that yeah that is sort of a. A daily dose for certain. Yep. Nice way to have a cup of coffee. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow and the rest of the year here. I know you're working on Wheeler Dealer. You Like I mentioned at the beginning, you're filming today. You're taking nice enough to take some time away from shooting to be with me today, which I'm very grateful. Tell our listeners what has you really excited and fired up right now. Well, the the thing about Wheeler Dealer is it's so amazing and to step into such a storied series, you know, the first of its kind, really. And it's a, it's amazing. It's still on the air, but it's still on the air because it's such a great show. And Mike Brewer's passion just drives the thing. The thing that has me super excited, too, is the addition of Ant Anstead in the, in the workshop because yes. he's the real deal. He's an amazing mechanic. He's an amazing fabricator. And he has complete and utter passion for all of the cars we're doing this season for all cars in general. And it's just really fun to see Mike and Ant tackle this new season. 16 new episodes, two best ofs, and we're, we're hard at work creating some fantastic television. I think the viewers are going to just go ape over all the cars and the work we're doing. You know, there's, we're not repeating anything that any of the cars that they've done before. And that's a challenge, you know, after, after 13 seasons yes. of shows, but we have managed to find some super cool cars that are going to surprise a bunch of people, I think. And the work we're doing to them is, is first rate. So nice. I, I'm just thrilled to have um, joined this team. And I'm really looking forward to showing the audience what, what we're up to. Well, all of us who've enjoyed the show for so long are excited as well. And you'll have to put in a good word to Ant for me. I'd love to have him on this show. Like I mentioned, Mike's been a guest on the show. I really love talking to him. Man, that guy is a bundle of energy. He just gets you fired oh my God. up the minute he gets on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> energy, energy and encyclopedic knowledge. Like yeah. those are such a, it's such a great combination. And, you know, it's, this is who he is, regardless of the TV show. Those, oh, yes. He's a hundred percent a car guy. And the and Ant is the exact same way. So you know the dynamic between the two of them has been fun to fun to see unfold. Put in a good word for me. I'd love to have okay. Ant be a guest. We'd love to introduce him to the Happy Cars to. Yeah audience. Yeah, it'd be really really fun to have him on the show. Yeah. Here's a very introspective question for you, Todd. If you were a car, what kind of car would Todd be, and why? <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't be an Aztec. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I don't think so. It's much easier to say what I wouldn't be than to say what I would be because again, you know, that it's it's too um it's too reductive a question because <laughs> on cer on certain days I might be an F pace or a Macan. On other days I might be a Prius. Uh on other days I might be a ninety five nine nine three um with a sunroof. You know, on other days I might be a Bentley Bentega. Not that I could afford one, so 
it's kind of impossible to say. Well, what do you what do you feel like today? <laughs> what do I feel like today? I kind of feel like a 1970 Ford LTD convertible. That was the car my mom had and that I took my uh, my test for my driver's license. Oh, in. okay. Well, you know, I'm chuckling here because you seem like a pretty laid-back, calm kind of guy. At least that's the presence <laughs> I'm feeling from you today, the vibe today. So I think that that kind of car fits your personality today very nicely. So, Thank uh, you. Yeah, but tomorrow you could be ripping through the roadway as a 993 or something. So very nice. Well, Todd, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, FINRA SIPC. Okay, Todd, we are back. And we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Change your oil regularly. <laughs> yes. Basic, simple, but you know, a lot of people just don't do it. Uh, just incredible to me. My brother used to, brother-in-law used to own an engine rebuilding company and he said, you'd be surprised if people would come in, you'd open the drain plug and nothing would come out. And they're saying, I don't know what's wrong with my car. So a <laughs> uh, simple, simple maintenance thing. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Maintain curiosity. Mm, I love that. Ah, so important. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy that you've enjoyed? Uh, not a single resource. No. Um, just, you know, the, the internet is the world's best library. Yes. Uh, and there's any bit of information available to anyone. So if you want to know how to do anything with your car, there's probably a hundred YouTube videos yep. that show you how to do something. 
Yeah, I love YouTube. I, my wife, I needed to fix the radio in her X5, and I'm looking at the dash going, how the heck do you get this thing out of here? And flip open my phone, boom, done, quick, turn, click, snap, it's out. It's like, oh, that was easy. I would have for sure broken something if I just tried to go in the way I was going to go in. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Hmm. Anyone in the automotive industry, probably Ben's to find out about the original internal combustion engine. Wow, that would be interesting. I'm surprised nobody's selected him yet with that question. It's a relatively new question I have here on Cars. Yeah, I started the first of the year, but yeah, he would be an interesting one for sure. For sure. I'm really surprised nobody's selected him. The, the top people so far have been Henry Ford and Carroll Shelby, but yeah. you've gone a little further back. That would be a fun <laughs> read for sure. Now, is there a book that you've read recently you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? I don't usually read books of history because I'm, I'm reading... Um, articles and you know websites and mm-hmm. things so uh i can't point to an automotive related book is there a, a a website you go to well i go to bring a trailer a lot i go to uh petrolicious mm-hmm. uh is a great site yeah that's the uh, that's the other my other car site oh, i yeah. love reading hemmings online is great I was sad they shuttered one of their magazines, the you know sports car and yeah, exotic. Yeah, but maybe they'll come out with something else. I hope so. Um, and and I and I like Auto Week is a, is a nice magazine too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Been subscribing there for a long, long time. Well, yeah. listeners, you can find all these great resources Todd has been so kind to share on his show notes page at carsyeah.com. Just type Todd Mesero, M-E-S-I-R-O-W, into the search bar. His page will pop up with all these links to all these great resources. All right. We are up to the checkered flag, Todd. And this last question could be a little bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any car in the world today, any collector car, anything cool, something fun. <laughs> Money is no object, though. I'm going to get out the big cars. Yeah, checkbook here. Ugh, put it on the table and write whatever check I've got to write. So what would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? This was a tough one to figure out which which single car yeah, to have, but I, I I'm I may go with the the Alpha GTV with the factory hand crank sunroof. <laughs> You're making it pretty affordable for me today. I appreciate so that. Rare. I know it's like it's below six figures. Uh, well, but you know what? It's a cool car. I mean, why not? That's 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 the point. It's not about the most expensive car. It's about what's the car that you're going to love the most. How about a GTA versus a GTV? Put a little uh, bigger motor in there. I don't know that they came with a hand crank sunroof. Well, probably sure. not. Probably not. Yeah, we they're could, race cars. We could do that. We could do that after the fact. Well, yeah, you know, since money's no object, I could have the best fabricator put one in for you. So that's no big deal. You'd have a little yeah. bigger motor. Uh, yeah, a little faster. Done. Okay. Oh, one one other thing I wanted to mention in terms of resources. Yeah. Um, the Review Garage, to which I contribute from time to time, is a really fun website with all kinds of great reviews of of things automotive and motorcycle related. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely mentioned that at the beginning, and I'll make sure that that is posted on your show notes page because it is a great site. The Your two cohorts in crime there are doing an awesome job. It's a fun place to go learn about all sorts of things. You guys review everything under the sun, so I really, really like it, so I'll make sure that's on your show notes page. Well, Todd, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I already knew you would, and I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Car Show listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that alpha with the sun roof cranked open 
change your cabin air filter on a regular basis as well. <laughs> yeah. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Wise words. I'm always thinking about the safety so that we can continue to have fun, Mark. There you go. I appreciate that. I will make sure mine is change regularly. Actually, I do change that regularly. So a lot of people don't even know they exist. So, uh, and I just did a story about it on, on KCRW, the Los Angeles, uh, NPR member station. So it's, it's top of mind, but it is, it's one of those overlooked things that, uh, has long-term impact on people's health. Oh, definitely. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn what you're doing? Obviously watching Wheeler Dealer, but is there another way? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Todd Mezzaro, and then I'm on Instagram. T-Mez, T-M-E-Z-Z. That's cool. probably the, the two best places there to find go. me. Awesome. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Todd has shared on his show notes page at carsyeah.com. Just type Todd, T-O-D, into the search bar if you want to add his last name again, Mezzaro, M-E-S-I-R-O-W. I would encourage you to follow along. And, of course, as Wheeler Dealer, the new episodes come out, we'll all be thinking about you with a big smile on our face. Can't wait to see the cars those guys are working on. Give Mike a shout out for me today as you see him, and I will talk to you soon. So thanks again for being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, Todd, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. A great pleasure. You're welcome. The honor was all mine. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.